1: So earn more, whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association, N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
0: Welcome to A Real Man Wood Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host, and I am joined by my co-host, Dalton Don, as usual. And uh, ignore the muzzle in front of my face if you're watching this on video, because uh, I don't have my mic stand, man, again, so I got to hold this thing in place. And hopefully we don't get inru- interrupted this time.
1: Yeah, a couple hiccups before even before we got this started, but that's kind of par for the course uh, with us. Uh, anyway, how's it going, Liz? Uh, did you have a good Fourth of July? Yeah, it was fine.
0: You know, I don't really give a fuck about the Fourth of July. It's not that I'm not patriotic. I'm patriotic in my way. It's just like I don't give a fuck about official celebrations for anything except my birthday, which is super important. But otherwise, um, I don't really care. You know, it's like, oh, it's the Fourth of July. We got to like have a barbecue and, and watch fireworks. Like I was talking about this on the XM show. The fireworks show is the same fucking show every single year. Is there anything different? You're like, okay, well, here's the finale. Okay, they're shooting up a bunch. Why is there no innovation
1: in the fireworks space, Dalton? That is a good question. You would think there'd be, yeah, they have not made any progress, it feels like. I I can't name any sort of step that they made that's any different than when I was a kid at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, I just, I haven't really, when I was a kid, I was in New York City. I don't really remember the fireworks, but... At least here, and we've been watching for years, it's the same fucking thing all the time. I mean, why isn't there like a uh, – it's like a small nuclear device, say. Yeah. Little mushroom cloud.
1: No, I mean, they could do it like in a more
0: deserted space.
1: Yeah. Coneheads, the guy from Coneheads, he brings a terrific firework. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, great movie. They made a little less skit, but skit. Um, I didn't see did it. Did you see the JPP pick, though? That's the key question here. Did you see the pick? That, I saw
0: that, it originally, but I'm kind of squeamish at that, that kind of thing, so I did not uh, re-watch it.
1: Yeah, he, he posted a new one this 4th of July saying, I'm finally able to talk about this more. It's been three years. Many thousands of Americans today are going to injure themselves. I hope this picture prevents one of them. And it's gnarly, dude. It's, it's, it's unlike even, I know that like that someone violated some HIPAA stuff and some other pictures got out before. But this one, it looks like, I didn't even realize I was looking at skin for a while. There's, there's needles, there's pus. Uh, it's not for the squeamish. It's, it's pretty brutal. It's awful.
0: Yeah, I know the only way you can get aroused with your wife is to look at pictures like that. But for me, I don't I – this is not my thing.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't want to tell that part of the detail, but thank you for <laughs> hearing on Yeah,
0: yeah if, you really, if you're into that kind of thing, go Google Chernobyl Slate. Slate yeah. had this uh, series of Chernobyl pictures from like 10 years ago. I swear to God, if you watch that shit, you'll never be the same. I, mean, I know. It's, it's the most fucked up thing of all
1: time. I know people don't realize it's still affecting, you know, affecting the world today. It's awful. It's 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 horrible pictures. Do not Google that. I, I agree. By
0: the way, is it super obvious that I'm really sunburned?
1: Not too bad. Not too bad. You do look more than you. Uh, yeah, you look you looked uh, a little tan. It's nice. Well, it's no, I bad. was on the uh, paddle tennis court yesterday,
0: and uh, it was like two hours, and I said no sunscreen, so I just was like the heat was just beating down on me. So, not gl- uh, Glenn. Did you? Were you facing him? It wasn't Glenn? And actually, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'll say it because fucking. Jeff Erickson's going to out this shit anyway. Oh. Schuler and me lost like five sets in a row to Josh Ross, who's pretty good. You know, you know, Josh and yeah, uh, and he, Erickson, he, 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 Erickson's he, a good doubles player because he's actually coordinated and he used to play tennis. And so in doubles, he's like really good. He's got like long arms and he just, he's right. good. But then I played him in singles and he actually beat me seven, five. And that's, that's the embarrassing part that I don't want to admit, but oh. I'm going to preemptively come out with this because he's going to bust out. He's going to bust this fact out on the radio, no doubt. And, uh, you know, it was it was reasonably close. We're gonna play next week. I think uh, I think I'll take him, but it is what it is, man. A real man yeah. admits admits. No, real man would not admit to losing to Jeff Erickson. Right. Yeah. But the the, real the ratio man would not lose much, to Jeff Erickson. Period. That's that's the cap. Right.
1: The ratio of how much you would have spoken about that, uh, if you've beaten him on XM versus how much he's going to do is still, is going to be so off. It's not even funny. But I hope he, I hope he does uh, talk no, he's about. He's going
0: he's gonna try to talk about it. But I'm gonna try to. I'm first of all preempting it by. Right, you know, I'm breaking the news now, so he can't even get claim to break the news. It'll be old news, not fake news. It's real news. He did beat me. I'm
1: not gonna lie. Right. Yeah. But anyway, your your normal pasty self looks looks better. Looks good. Not too somber. No. Look 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 good. I went to the the zoo. I was out. I was out all day. Took the kids to the Oakland Zoo, and it got a little hot too. And I I got more sun than my usual self, just cooped up in front of my computer. So it's nice to get out though, man. As we talked about, you get that. What is it? The D vitamin? Yeah, vitamin D. No, no. Sun is good for you.
0: I mean, obviously, getting burnt is not good for you, but Sun is good for you. It's a lie that, you know, you got to be so worried. Yeah, getting burnt, if you keep getting burnt and don't deal with it, you probably would get some sort of uh, carcinoma, which is not good. But that's the less serious of the two uh, cancers. And I think there was some uh, study that I read. And again, don't quote me on this. It's not medical advice. But that people with carcinoma, people with the harm, you know, not harmless, but the least harmful of the skin cancers actually outlive people who don't get it on average, even though they have this problem.
1: Huh. Because yeah, well, it, I mean, I, I, I... it means
0: they've got so much D in their system, right. uh, vitamin D that is, it's not code for anything, just vitamin D in their system that they're actually healthier overall. So you're not, you know, if you get burnt, you're also getting vitamin D, you just got too much sun.
1: Yeah, well, you're right. It's real simple. Our body tells us if we're getting too much sun, it hurts. I mean, it's it's very natural. I go in the shade. Although
0: you can, you know, be involved in an activity and not really realize it. And then only later do you realize how burnt you are. But yes, that might have just
1: been you not perceiving your body very well as well. But okay, sure. But for the most part, I guess. And the
0: next day, you'll stay in the shade and wear a hat. I mean, you know, the solution is stay in the shade or wear a hat, long sleeve shirt, and collar when you're out in the sun if you're burnt,
1: you know? Yeah. No, totally. Makes sense. Um, I have a question, though. Uh, what, do, what do you think about morally going to the zoo? I thought of that as I was there. Should I, what, Is that in any way whatsoever something you should think about? Should you not go? I mean, do you think of that at all? Would you take your kids to the zoo? Uh, I've taken, we've taken Sasha to the zoo. I understand like, the
0: animals are in some artificial environment that's not as good as their wild environment, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I don't sweat it too much. I mean, there's okay. pluses and minuses. It's probably bad for those animals, but people see animals that they wouldn't ordinarily see that care more about animals generally... I don't know. I think it's probably okay.
1: All right. Okay. I mean, stopped all, uh, stopped at Chick Fil A on the way back too. That's uh, I was really skirting the moral issues. Uh, that, that I forgot whole what
0: their issue was. I forgot about you. Well, they
1: won't even. Yeah, I, they're they're against gay marriage. They still are against gay marriage. Okay. So I, I, I mean, that's uh, so. But do that's you have to
0: be for gay marriage? I mean, do you have to be? No, i mean, are you
1: not allowed? Is, you only must be for it. Yeah. Does that mean that you're immoral? If yeah, I know. That's a whole other. I, mean, I mean,
0: it's like we cannot have a difference of opinion on this.
1: Right. I, guess you, right. yeah.
0: I, mean, I mean my you – know, yeah. I'm not religious in that way. I don't believe in any of that. Marriage, i do not really for marriage, period. You know, I don't give a shit. You know, I'm just like let people do what they want. Let adults, consenting adults, do what they want. I don't care what – Yeah, so if you treat all the way – what the they're city. doing. So it's not sacred to me. Heterosexual marriage is not sacred to me. So I don't give a shit who's getting sure. married. Sure, okay. Make a contract no. with the you – know, if you're gay, make a contract with a person of the same sex. I mean okay. you right. knock yourself out. What do I right. care? Yeah. But no, if you let's treat say some people are religious though. and they think that's wrong okay, for whatever reason. Okay, Are as they long not allowed
1: as as to you, think that? They're allowed to, but they should, I mean, I'm just saying not should.
0: And religion to me has some usefulness, like uh, as a heuristic. There's a lot of fasting in religion. And it's like, well, who's going to fast with food all around them? Not A normal human who's just a fucking disgusting, gluttonous maniac like yourself is not going to fast with food all around. But if you have a religion that says you have to fast once a week, you may be like, "Oh, I would be inclined to do this, but I'm going to fast." And so then your religion actually has some wisdom to it. It's actually doing something good for you under the guise of religion. Even though it's not saying, "We're doing this for your health." It just you just believe it and you do it. So a lot of religions, I think, were just good rules to follow. Sure, sure. There, and, there and, are plenty and, of
1: there are plenty of positives for for religion. I don't know if it's obvious
0: to you, but um, I'm just more positive, man. Like, I talk shit all the time because it's funny to me, but I'm more positive. Like, I, I expect things to work out, and I'm going to live my life as though things will work out without counting on any one particular thing working out. You know, I'm not assuming I'm going to win my total waste of a lineup DFS that I put in tonight. But, like, I assume overall things are going to work out, and, and it, that's sort of like a religious faith, really, because how the fuck would I know? It's, sure. it's certainly worked out poorly for many humans. I'm just another human. It could easily, logically speaking, work out poorly for me. Obviously it could. But I'm just right. not I'm just believing that it's gonna work out for me. I just right. think things are heading in a good direction. I, I know. Right. That's just how yeah. I and I, it's almost a religious faith because there's no real sure, logical sure. basis yeah. for it. So a lot of people who are religious just feel like that because of God or whatever the reason they, you know, and everything
1: right. must be defined too. Like it must be religious. It could just be what's spiritual, you know, or whatever. It no, but I'm even
0: talking about organized religion. Like so their whole belief okay. system is like, well, God tells me this and so right. I'm gonna do this. And it actually really helps them. It like really makes their life better. It makes them more able to engage. It makes them more willing to take risks. It makes them more willing to start a business because they just believe. Now, there may not be a basis for the belief where there might be, but either way, it, it helps their life in a net way. And so it's valuable. And then maybe along the way, it's possible that some of the beliefs are bigoted or not really thinking it through, like how modern society works. And so they just kind of have those along with them. But... Because it's like, you know, they, because it's a religion, I'm not going to like shit on religion because I actually think it's good in a lot of ways. But because yeah. it's a religion, they haven't really, they're not going to just th- start to pick and choose which ones they want to throw out. Right. So they're not going to say, oh, well, I'm going to throw out this one because it's really like it's not polite and people are going to judge me for it. But, you know, because then they'll be like, oh, I'll throw out the fasting one. I'm fucking hungry right now. You know what I mean? So it's just like you just get the whole package sometimes. And that's that's how it goes.
1: Well, let me bring it back to where I started this whole mess with the sketchy trying to tie in going to the zoo with with saying another, you know, sketchy moral issue by stopping at Chick-fil-A, which is delicious, by the way. I know you think In-N-Out is overrated, but it's equivalent to that as far as fast food goes. That chicken's awesome. It just was recently opened near my place. is why I'm stopping there. But uh, it's really good. But me defining that is immoral. Maybe in a way that would really certainly offend some people. So maybe I shouldn't even have said that. But to me – you know, saying, oh, because they're against gay marriage, I just flat out labeled them as immoral people, you know, you know, just me going right. there, you know, right. so that, you know, so that, you know, is obviously me kind of being hypocritical in, in, in a sense. So what, what do you think? Of that? I think it's crazy for you to inhibit other people doing whatever the hell they want to do is why I say that. So they should be able to marry. It uh, doesn't matter race right. or do you think or You or should or be able sexual. to inhibit people's but, beliefs about what other people that, want to do. That's what's tough. So the right. question
0: is, so they're not allowed to inhibit what they actually want to do, but yet other people want to inhibit their belief about that. Right. Now they're, but they may be donating money to that cause, so they're they're trying to inhibit that that from happening. And what and
1: what if I strongly believe in, in gay marriage and I still go eat there? Does that make me in in any sense of a other than a hypocrite, bad person, immoral? I, mean, what? I
0: don't know. I don't know because it depends what your view is about the world, right? Like you might think like I'm strongly for this, they're strongly against it, but live and let live, and they have a good, you know. I think this chicken is a good deal, right. but you might, but you know that you know some of those some very small profit from your meal might be going toward campaigns against right. something you believe. But right. maybe you think that's fine, let them make their case. And, you, and people can make the opposite case. Right. But then other people feel like, no, this isn't a matter of cases, this is a fundamental right. It's oh. not about what, you know, the money that's spent on the lobbying and the politics, this is just, you're, you're basically denying someone's fundamental right to do something that other people can do. Right. It's, you know, these issues are not, I don't think they're that simple, you know, because I, you know, I personally think marriage should not be a right for anybody, it's just some bullshit it's just some ceremony again it's like religion it's like because you're married you're not fucking around on your wife because you're married you stay with the kid you know there may be some very valuable things to it right like i'm not married but i'm acting as if i'm married pretty much you know so i don't really think any of that shit is sacred because i'm not religious about it so i don't i just think let gay people do what they want as long as they're consenting adults let heterosexual people do what they want and why am i policing them
1: yeah, I don't really want to get too much on this, but this is a whole other thing. I know you know that Jordan Peterson guy, he brought up this term yep. enforced monogamy, and that's like been they, they treat him What's as like enforced monogamy. Him. Just I, I just the way he tried to explain it, I don't it's it's too much, but he's controversial. you know who this guy is who's now making it? So I think he's just called a, a a misogynist because of this, and he's just basically trying to make a point that that if uh, that it just if it's not such thing as this kind of like marriage, I'm gonna botch this. But basically the it was trying to get equal footing. For everyone and if there wasn't such thing as this he's saying that might not be equal footing There'd be one male who would just dominate there, there would be there, there, He would just dominate is right. basically what he's real saying man, Real I well, well, would small have sample, real man small samples small. They would have large harems and as right. monkeys have, and they would never have, have sex ever and they wouldn't have to settle and blah 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 But now he's considered he's labeled as one of these crazy alt-rights, but but anyway, so uh, as multiple wives I agree with that hundred percent all right. Okay. But anyway, all right. We're going down some, some crazy rabbit yeah. hole here. But uh, bottom line is, you what uh, what 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 is your uh, what, what 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 do we make of all this? I'm just say this. i, I, love I it. saying but my
0: I, particular view I, is live and let live. Like, right. let I think people. I don't really believe in the institution of marriage as being that important. So, and I think everybody should be allowed to do what they want to do. And, and, and so, allowed,
1: so, so do you think? Okay, let me let me frame this yeah. differently. Do you think uh, less of someone if they believe? Uh, something on a topic such as gay marriage completely different than you?
0: If they have a good reason for it, no. Okay. I mean, you know, if, if they if they have a coherent set of beliefs, if they're just doing it because they're actually gay so and they know and they know and anything gay ish or related troubles them a lot because it's like it's like something they've repressed, then I there's still people, but I would just think sure. like, dude, you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta look in the mirror, man, before you start doing no, that it, shit.
1: It, it's, the, it's the right answer. It's basically the answer in everything. It just depends. I got you. So, all right. Okay. I want to say this though. I am I am happy that you are trying to be more of a positive person because I am myself too. And that is just a better way of living. It's just trying not to be so, so skeptical of everything. It's hard. It's on well, all no, you gotta
0: things. be skeptical of everything, but not cynical about your own ability to, I, here, here's the way I look at it is like, it's not like I don't think the people in charge are just as fucked up as I used to think they were. It's just that I realized that they're not really in charge. I'm in charge of what I can control. So like, right. that's what I'm focused on. So I just feel like, okay, that's fine. I, I don't believe in that shit. I don't believe in our politicians or our, you know, our system that much, but I also don't think like the system can, can really crush me. I mean, it theoretically could, but I'm just not living as, the, as though that's the case. Sure.
1: All right. You want to talk some sports? Sure, man. What do you got in your mind? All right. Well, I'm going to run a few basketball things through you, because I actually got a couple of comments. being people like hearing your uh your take on hoops because I don't know. I don't think you fall. You know, it's just kind of an outside like I don't know. They, they like it. So what what are your? T- I mean, all this free agency is nuts. So I mean, we haven't talked. I mean, right. LeBron went to the Lakers. Um. Well, uh, I, I kind of want to. I could just easily relate this to the Warriors because they're right. just winning. Even in free agency, it's crazy. Right. Not only right. Boogie Cousins going there, which is just nuts. Yes, the torn Achilles, and he might not be the same. Might be a couple couple months. And this is going to be the ultimate test of, of can he – is he the a, a loser because the dude's never even made the playoffs when half the – more than half the league makes the playoffs and, and all that. He doesn't run back on defense. But that should be fascinating. But LeBron not only joined L.A., but they signed KCP, Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee. It's just so bizarre. And the Rockets lost Trevor Ariza. And as we record this, there are rumors that Carmelo Anthony may join Houston, which would just be a joke. I mean, I have to believe Daryl Morey's smarter than that. That would just be wild. But – what are your thoughts on this whole? Are, are the Warriors, are they ruining the NBA for Uh
0: n- You know, no. I think a Goliath is good for the league because they can be slain. I mean, anybody can be slain. It's hard in seven games. The NBA is the hardest. Like in football, anybody can lose. Baseball is so random, anybody can lose. Yeah. But in uh, basketball, it's really the hardest sport of all of them to, uh, to take down a, a monster team like that. But Dre, we had Dre on the radio, and he said, you know, it sounds great on paper. But what's crazy is, here, here was my point, is that the Warriors broke the record for wins. And they added Durant and Cousins. So, like, Durant and Cousins just on some shit team would probably be, like, make it to, like, the, you know, the conference finals, you know, with a bunch of, like, role players around them. But they're on a team that already won the most games ever that's still at its prime, which is just insane. But Dre was saying, you know, his Achilles, he might not be, you know, ready till February, March, really at peak. And even when he does get ready, like, he's only on a one-year deal. And even when he is ready, I mean, it's not really what they need, right, because they, they need a role player. You know, it's great that, like, he said he's going to be the Zaza Bogut role. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, and they dump it into him, like they can't just leave him because he's gonna score at will if they, you know, leave him, like they, you know, just let uh, Zaza take that shot every time. So that'll help, but you know, without like being an elite defensive player or an elite sort of point forward the way uh, Draymond is, like, I'm not sure how much it'll be additive with all the scores they already have. That's what, yeah, he that's what Dre sleep- said.
1: He doesn't switch much on defense either, at least hasn't in the past, but he's actually a pretty decent shooter, and we'll see. Just the fact of the open looks with the four other guys on the court there. But yeah, at the end of the game, still the death lineup, Iggy has to be out there over him. And the fact it's just a one-year deal is perfect because if he's a cancer in the locker room, they'll just release him. But it's just crazy that the rest of the NBA is just letting him get away with this, but yeah, I mean, whatever. At this point, it's just house money for the Warriors. It's just funny, I mean, it's to put out an all-star team there, but if the chemistry, if it messes with it, who knows. But down the road, the other way from where I live, I just wanna hammer this home one more time, and by that I mean I'm gonna continuously do this to you as long as this podcast goes, but the Kings are morons. Marvin Bagley is looking like a fool through three Vegas games, and Luca is gonna be a superstar. I don't know what the Kings are thinking. Bagley looks like a joke. I'm just joking, it's just been two games, but we'll actually be able to see them maybe in Vegas. Uh, are you going to go to any games this year? I, I normally I actually. I probably won't. I always say I do, yeah, and then I don't. Not, I'm yeah. not going to go. I mean, right. I mean,
0: I got press passes for some of my guys. I used to take them myself, but we got them for like Nick Whalen and right. the guys who cover. Dre. Us. Speaking of
1: speaking of which, Dre will be there. Yeah, Dre's going to be there, and
0: he'll be he's going for like two weeks. He's going to go like it used to be like he had a job and he was like squeezing this in. Now this is his job, right? And he and I don't need to get him press passes because he works for ESPN, you know. So it's like he's got his he's literally going to be there as like a real job, you know. So it's cool. So
1: right. All right. All right. The only note add on on hoops left for you was oh, a stat of the week was I saw I forgot who tweeted this but someone discovered this college uh, senior named Max Hooper who attempted 257 shots last year. And all were threes. I was going to play the game. Guess how many were twos, but you would have, have gone low. But zero two-point attempts. I go negative just to fuck with Yeah, weird. right, negative, exactly. Negative. But anyway, I thought that was pretty pretty wild, more than 250 attempts, none twos. Um, what about the World Cup list? Have you been following? Did you see Brazil yeah. just
0: lost? Yeah, I saw they lost. I'm bummed that Portugal lost. I watched that game. They kind of outplayed Uruguay, but they there was just one ball that was, like, kicked over their heads, and he kind of the guy kind of went for it, and it got by him, and they had a two-on-one, and the guy who scored both goals, I don't know his name, made a really nice shot. And that was it. It was 2-1. Portugal had a lot of chances. So now Brazil lost. You know, it's all European teams, basically. like Belgium, France, England, and Sweden are in one, and Croatia and Russia. It's all Europe. Eight yeah. Euro, you know, six European teams left. Yeah. South yeah. America I, just got knocked out today.
1: I'm pretty sure are, that's almost always common. That the, the continent wins. The, same, the host uh, a, a country from there wins. But you know, they've been a really exciting match. I hope Russia doesn't win because the, the Putin you know, conspiracists are going to go berserk if yeah. they win.
0: Yeah. yeah, They fixed the election. They won the World Cup even though their team's not good. Putin's the mastermind that controls the whole planet. That's what they're going to start saying.
1: Yeah. You know, I, um, I have a, a blog. I, I don't have it for trying to draw traffic or anything. I've just kept it because when I started to try to get a job with you guys. I remember
0: I that. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that
1: blog. Anyway, it actually has a pretty cool name, Rotoscoop. So it's like, you know, the scoop on uh, rotoscoop.com. So I just start
0: commenting on ice cream also. It would be perfect. Uh, yeah, there you
1: go. Yeah. But anyway, I, um, I've i kept it running just because I like to, to keep all my work if anyone wants to go there. So if all my Yahoo work is just there just links there and I got an email yesterday morning um, before I was going to the zoo and it's like uh, Google or something all these alerts uh, like Russians spyware or some malware hacked into my site and, and, and all kinds of crazy thing and Google suspended my site from the internet and I had to go through all this this crazy site lock and all kinds of things you anyway, know you mentioned Russia and I just thought of that because they someone mal- uh, uh, totally infected my site with malware it doesn't matter like I said I don't have anyone there for traffic, It's just a placeholder in case you know when I inevitably say something to get fired. Mystery I is have, solved. Have my, my work, but but anyway, I think it's up back and running. But uh, federal agents are gonna be like at that. your door as
0: we speak. I would love it if some dudes <laughs> are like grabbing you, pulling you out of that chair.
1: Sick, yeah. FBI yeah.
0: agents, that'd be awesome. Right, right. Um, it's so funny, I to overestimate my importance. I'm like, okay, all the shit that I talk about, all the shit I tweet. I'll tell right. you what, when I get in, when I try to get back into the country, it's gonna be hard. They're gonna be searching my laptop, my Twitter feed. I'm like all ready for it, and then I have global entry. I literally cut the whole line, put my fingerprints and passport down. I get a receipt. 30 seconds later, the guy's like, sir, right this way. Thank you. That's
1: it. That is funny.
0: They don't give a shit. They, they're not watching me at all.
1: No. Not, not, bad, even a, though. not even a little. I
0: deserve more scrutiny.
1: Indeed. Especially all right, let's this talk about the muzzle
0: thing I have with my uh, microphone. Yeah, that so that is just
1: – you've got to <laughs> fix that.
0: It's, it's just what comedy bears with a, you. This thing screws into the, the arm that goes above the mic on my desk. But I couldn't. I couldn't travel with that. So if I don't use this,
1: it's going to be super distorted.
0: Like this, it's going to be distorted. I bet you when you when this that's, little piece. No, that's horrible. Yeah. No. So
1: this sounds much better. Yeah. The listeners slash maybe viewers are, are, are not even privy. I mean, we already tried this four times today. We tried a uh, FaceTime. I mean, it's no, just no, a honestly, that with was you.
0: Th- what it was. Honestly, was in my for some reason Skype gets really buggy after a while. I had to just delete it and download it again. It wasn't yeah. letting me use my uh, my mic.
1: All right. We're 25 minutes in here. Do you want to talk some football? I have a couple. I have a few things. Actually, football. I want to talk some
0: baseball. My teams has uh, got new life. My uh, main event team is now in sixth. Let's do baseball. And I got offense. Carrasco back today. Let's hope that he deals. Matt Harvey, resurrected <laughs> from the dead. He's, he's my number three. I can't believe it. He's yeah,
1: my number three. We'll see if he can hold up. But, uh, no, i so good. The Giants didn't sign him because they needed, they needed depth. And imagine what he would do in AT&T if he's got this velocity. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if he's any good. Yeah. But anyway, it's nice, it's nice that
0: there's a, there's a hope. I picked
1: up Odorizzi, got nine Ks.
0: I'm still last in Ks in my league, but I'm sixth overall in my league, so let's get this shit done. Tout's been a little tough. I'm, I'm moving up, but then I got uh, Glaber Torres got hurt, which sucks. Buxton is still in the minors. Can't do anything yep. about that. Friends and family is kind of okay. I just need fucking Syndergaard with that finger to come back. What was he doing with that finger anyway,
1: you know? Yeah, I, yeah. well, what about my labor team? Remember my strategy, right? Oh, yeah, you had Kershaw. Jansen Stur- actually has come around. Who else? Kershaw, Syndergaard, and, and Strasbourg. Oh, right. <laughs> strategy. That team's garbage. I think we Lans- must have a bet on that. Yeah, Melanson was one of my – yeah, no, uh, it's Lans- good. yeah, your team is really garbage. It's sick. Um, I just pulled off a trade in Friends and Family because people love to talk about their fantasy trades, but this happened like five minutes before we went on air. Oh, uh, what is it? Um, I traded uh, Scott uh, Genstead, who's in first. I traded him D. Gordon and Malik Smith. And he traded me Eric Thames and Dylan Bundy in a 15-team league that I'm up like 60 steals on everyone.
0: Right, right. Okay. Well, it's. I mean, it sucks. You're a douchebag for trading with the first-place guy, but you, you know.
1: That's fair. You're yeah. just worried like about
0: si- you're just worried about side bets. You don't care. I it. like
1: him. No, absolutely not. That was fair. I talked a little with P and Al. That was. A, I've talked right. with others. That was a yeah. fair deal. I Let me. Run. I, have actually me. Something. I actually do have something to talk to you. Well, I sent an email to everyone saying I'm way over steals. I've never heard b- So I, I offered it to everyone in a sense. But oh, right, I got well, your blocks. Yeah, probably. That'd be smart. Um, I have a question. I'm thinking about really kind of doing the opposite in baseball next year. To me, starting pitchers just have cropped up like crazy. Guys with good peripherals. I don't even want to name the names because I mean even just now. I bet they will in a week from now. There'll be three others I'm interested in. It's crazy. So I'm okay with one of the big three, true elite. you know, the Sale, Scherzer. um, Who who am I forgetting? Um, Kluber. Kluber. Severino. uh, Okay. Severino's going to say, yeah, thank you. Um, and then maybe one of the real big elite relievers, because saves are as big of a pain as, as, as ever, but then just all hitters, like for like the rest 25 or uh, 28 rounds or whatever. And I'm just going to worry about pitchers either in my final five rounds or all free agents and really be really smart with my fab, which I was so dumb this year, and, keep it, it, uh, and, and be real more prudent with it. What are your thoughts on that? Basically the opposite of what I have been doing, like, unless you get one of the real elite starters or elite closers.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I kind of did that. I mean, I I had Bumgarner and uh, Carrasco in two, three, and Kimbrel in four, but I went almost all hitters after that.
1: Well, and I know I, I'm not. I know I'm not saying anything crazy. People are gonna be like, yeah, the Tim. I mean, like literally, like I, I wouldn't be against just drafting all hitters and just worrying about uh, starters purely through fat. Yeah,
0: I think you need one or two elite okay. guys, and I mean, you know, if you have Sale or, or Scherzer, it's just such an advantage this year. Kluber's been pretty solid. If you pick up Paxton in round five, that would have worked out, too. Of course. Yeah, but, of course. But, 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 but
1: I love Castillo. I mean, Luke exactly, Weaver. Exactly, uh, exactly. I mean, just,
0: Right. That's right. You could, have gone, you could have gone the wrong direction, which you could in any, you know, with anybody. But you could have had Chris Bryant. You could have had, you know, a lot of bust hitters, too. But I, I think that, like, you just need – the pitchers are only nine slots, so you need to – 200 plus sub uh, I guess three my, I,
1: my main thing is when i go i write a pickups column and i look at the waiver wire and, and uh, different things leaks uh, maybe it's just this year but to me i've noticed every single week wow that pitcher is really interesting and they're going for two three bucks they, i mean they have really legit peripherals like interesting and hitters it's not even in the same unit ballpark right. universe right and
0: that's how it used to be but and, and and that means that to me those guys you pick up are never going to be top three starters, you know, top, top five starters overall, top ten starters overall. I mean, maybe one of them Stripling. will
1: creep in. Stripling might. No, he won't by season's end. Have you seen his? I'll, I'll tell
0: you. I'll bet you anything. Rest of the no, season, Stripling's not top I don't Stripling's think so, don't think so either. It's but... very unlikely. Okay. They, I'm tra- they go on runs for a few starts. Garrett Cole was like the number one you're guy in baseball. hitter might,
1: though? Is that what you're going to say? No,
0: I'm not saying hitter might. Hitter okay. probably won't either. You can yeah. get a Max Muncy or a Jesus Aguiar. But, but for the most part, no, you're not going to get either. But what I'm saying is you just need two of those starters drafted early. Okay. And then punt for the next 10 rounds. See what I mean? Like, you can get a lot of guys who should be your threes and fours. I think you can easily find threes and fours. I've and not and the Peter, uh,
1: Peter Kreutzer, I'm sorry to say his name wrong, but he did studies that say that middle range is the worst, right? right. That's the, the, and yeah, and also,
0: rate, it's also the range that you'll get on the waiver wire. You're very unlikely to get a number one. I mean, last year you could have got Severino. But mm-hmm. most likely you're hoping for a guy who's like 330 ERA, 190 strikeouts and 15 wins that you get for free almost or in the 10th or I mean in the 14th or 18th or 26th round
1: right.
0: Andrew Heaney Tyler Skaggs guys like that nothing special but you're you know you're getting them and they're cheap so you should fill out like the you know most of your rotation with that but you can't I wouldn't just gamble that you can find the 200 strikeout guys that you need to compete in those
1: categories all right well I I, I think I'm going to very much mix it up next year we'll see but it is pretty funny though the Obviously, I don't want to overreact just because, but it couldn't go any worse, that NL labor. In an NL only league, losing all— Oh, just, yeah,
0: you're done. You're finished. It's just so funny. It's but you so were funny. right about Jock Peterson. I mocked you about that.
1: Yeah, I was right. Luckily, in labor, I had to keep a guy. like. But in all the others, a lot of people dropped him after that first month, including myself. So he's that's even more frustrating in a way for me. But, yes, he's raking and hitting the leadoff. But, wow, crazy, the Dodgers, man. Muncie, to have these guys come up, it's just Think so— Think about this. Think about this. The,
0: Do- the Dodgers are in first place— and I said, okay, they'll be in first place, but they're going to get nothing out of Kershaw, really. Thanks. They're going to lose Seeger for the year super early on. Justin Turner's going to be out, the, you know, the first couple of months of the season. They're going to get nothing for him. Puig. And Puig is going to have a subpar year. And Jansen's going to struggle the first month. And you're like, well, who's going to do it? Well? well, Ross Stripling is going to be a stud. And then uh, this guy Max Muncy, who used to be on the A's, who hasn't been in the majors in 2017, is going to be a stud. And then, um, and, and Bellinger's not even doing anything that much. So no. you're going to get Muncie, Kiki Hernandez, Rich Hill, here over four five. Yeah. You're just going to get a bunch of fucking random guys. It's so weird when you think, okay, well, I mean, it's just, it's just baseball is a really weird sport. Like there's guys who come out of nowhere.
1: It's so weird. Yeah. I mean, you would think in a way it'd be like, Oh, it's easiest to predict because there's so many people and uh, so many games. It'd be like football. Okay, quarterback goes down. Obviously, your projections are out the window. You know, but but it's not. Look, some of these teams that were projected to do well are just way off right now. They're like 25 games off the early season projections. It's wild. Yeah, the injuries we talked about how crazy those are, but
0: just the fact that someone that so many guys are coming out of nowhere. The Cardinals are another team that always do that. They always have these guys who just come out of absolute nowhere. And, yeah. and, do, and go crazy. Like last year, they had the oh. guy Ledmus Diaz, who's now, you know, he had that 300 year with 16 home runs. Then they had Paul DeYoung last year. He was raking. And this year they have, um, well, they have Jose Martinez, who people sort of thought was a sleeper. He was not a prospect. And they have someone else. I keep, I'm, I'm spacing on somebody, but they have another guy. I can't remember, but it's just like, they just get guys coming out of nowhere. The Cardinals
1: every single year. I'm trying to look who they, uh, they're, they're, that's been uh, back even since like the Larusa days, really that whole organization is just seemingly always done that. fam last year. Yeah. I guess Bader for a little while, but he slowed down. You know, who hasn't for them is Azuna. He's actually been a, a free agent bust for he's, them. He's coming uh, around though.
0: He's starting around. to hit and, uh, he's starting to hit a little bit.
1: All right. Um, all right. Let's talk some football because you wrote a couple articles. So talk about which one you want or both, whatever you want, a, a betting one and a two QB one. So. so,
0: so yeah, the, the betting one was basically just my, I, I went to that FSTA that we talked about last, last week. And uh, I saw this the sports betting panel, and it was with uh, Pete Shankey, you know, Peter, and David Purdom, who's like ESPN's gambling journalist. Uh, and there was this lawyer woman who was involved in, like, I think fighting the case for CDM or some other legislation earlier on. They were talking about how the leagues, they want a piece, they want an integrity fee. So, like, if, if you know, you're betting on an NBA game, the NBA gets 1% of that to, like, make sure that there's no cheating going on or point shaving, which is kind of ridiculous. But they want their piece, and then the states want their piece. And then they want to funnel it into, they want to make it so that like, okay, you can't just start an online sports book, even though it's legal somewhere. You have to actually license it through one of the existing gambling operations. So let's say there's like an Indian casino that already has gambling. The state will make you like license through that casino to do your sports book or, you know, license through the OTB or whatever it is. I, I can't remember exactly what they're saying, but that it would sort of be a monopoly in some ways. Like there would just be like one place where you would have to like do the licensing through. And the the result of that would be that, you know, David Perm said, you know, instead of minus 110, it might be minus 120, the rake. And I'm like, no, 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 dude. If it's minus 120, forget it. Don't even bother. Don't even bother. You're basically just stealing from idiots, and nobody serious is going to bet, and the people who are idiots who are betting are going to lose all their money, and it's not going to be fun, and they're going to quit very quickly. You're going to get no customers if you have minus 120 long term. What you're actually going to do uh, is you're gonna advertise a shit about gambling, you're gonna create some interesting gambling products, it's minus 120, and the offshore sportsbooks, will. you know, we're minus 110. After you've marketed this thing, they're gonna capture all the marketing that you've basically put into it. So you're basically just gonna fund all the online sportsbooks that are giving you the regular minus 110 rake, and then good luck with that. And people are like, well, the online sportsbooks, they, they won't be able to take your money because the credit cards won't process, the banks won't do it. Well, sorry, there's this thing called cryptocurrency. They don't need, you don't need permission from a bank anymore. That's the whole innovation. I don't need permission from PayPal or a bank or a credit card or a third party to say, "Oh, sir, can I have permission to spend my money on what I'd like to spend it on?" Yeah, you know, I really want to gamble on this game and I really like the odds that are out there. But can, can I have permission to pay? Oh, I don't have permission. Okay, forget it. Don't worry. No, fuck that. You have cryptocurrency. You don't need permission. It's your money. It can be. It, it's not controlled by the state. And if the casino takes it, it'll take it. And I think that the technology is already is already here. That basically prevents the legal sports books from shutting down the illegal ones, from the state to shut down the illegal ones. And so then it's just going to be a competition. Are you going to offer good enough rake? There is an advantage to legal. I'd rather just use dollars. I'd rather just, you know, have it be above board. Of course I would.
1: Well, but if yeah, you're no, no, minus
0: 120, then sorry, I'm not going to use you.
1: No, I've argued with you that gambling is going to blow up and that, and that uh, I think one of the big big things you just touched on and, and I didn't when I've argued with you in the past is just the fact that the guaranteed payment is just going to be so huge to people but you're right if it's 120 all all no I almost said all the bets, bets are, are off. Oh, yeah, right. it really literally are that's crazy and the integrity integrity fee is a joke because athletes would be less likely to to do being on the take with the more scrutiny I mean, the with more eyeballs on you, they'd be. Le- I get. What are they worried about? Some mobs gonna get be right, more likely. Well, also,
0: to get- there's so much illegal gambling already that, like, if they were gonna do that, they could already do it. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's, just, that's, it's, If it's minus just, 120, then yeah, that's absurd. And I, if they're that dumb that they think that the public, I don't know. You never underestimate the public. Maybe they are that dumb, but no, I would no, be. They're not. They're not. Yeah.
0: Not not the people who are gonna actually be betting on sports. Yeah,
1: that would be ridiculous. There's
0: an internet out there. You know, it's not it's not 1995 anymore.
1: Right. Agree. You know,
0: people who play fantasy football. They know to wait on quarterback, for the most part. People who bet, they know what the rake is. It's not, This information's online. You don't have to like go to a library to find it. I mean, it's easy to find.
1: Yeah, no. I, I hear you. All
0: right, so what's your other article? So my other article is just about two QB leagues, which to me are pretty obvious. Take QB super early. But I, I, there's a weird thing that happens in two QB leagues, which is that people take Todd Gurley with the first pick
1: still, or Le'Veon Bell with the second pick. Yeah, that's what I found extra interesting how you compared the difference between starting that, because— Sorry to interrupt, but basically this is what – you should pick two quarterbacks, but not everyone does, therefore you don't need to. Is that kind of what – Yes. The market matters,
0: right? So, like, if everybody's, like, picking Antonio Brown and a couple receivers and Odell Beckham at pick 13 and Julio Jones at pick 17 and, you know, all the top eight running backs in the first two rounds, well, then you should definitely take Todd Gurley with the first pick and then get, like, Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers at the 2-3 turn. Right. But if people are doing the right thing, which is just picking quarterbacks for the first two rounds, you should absolutely pick Aaron Rodgers with the first pick right. and get your second quarterback who might be Rivers, who might even be like Ryan, who might be you know, as, as good as you can get with pick 24 and worry about the running backs later. And that's what it should be because basically if you look at the top scorers in the league every year, it's always quarterbacks. It's just that uh, you know, replacement value for quarterbacks is high, so their net over replacement is not that high, so you should wait on quarterback in a one QB league. But as replacement goes to zero, which it basically does in two QB leagues, 12-team, two QB leagues, there's no replacement value at the quarterback position. As replacement goes to zero, total points is all that matters. It's how you rank players. If replacement value on the wire is absolute zero, then total points is all that matters. Of course, quarterbacks obviously score the most total points. Therefore, you should pick quarterbacks first. But I do think because most people who play in two two QB leagues are used to one QB leagues, I think there's a bias where we discount QBs, even in the Stopa League, too much. Yep. And so there are, like the Tannehills and Eli's are cheap. So you should spend more on running back because you can still get two of those. Right. It's, it's a weird thing, but you've got to respect the market. You, you don't exist, you know, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. You got to. There's a going rate for things, and you need to start everything, running backs, receivers, and QBs. So I would say in most leagues, I'd take a running back first and then two QBs. But in a really sharp league, I would take two QBs.
1: Yeah, I've done that before a few years back, not really in a two QB league. I took a, like a media a middle, like a, my sixth or seventh ranked QB like at the end of the first thinking, you know, of course. But then it didn't go that way. So many people did not take the quarterbacks and I just looked dumb for sure. Just uh, I think in a vacuum it was the right move, but it, it's not if, if the rest there, of the room and does. There
0: was one year in, in Friends and Family when no one took pitchers early that I really wanted to take Lincecum with the sixth overall pick. But I knew like the second or third pitcher would be like CC Sabathia, who was also an ace, maybe not quite as good. And he'd go in the third or fourth round. And I couldn't take somebody in the first round when a guy 96% as good was going in the third or fourth round. So I had to take Ryan Braun, even though I felt Lincecum was more valuable in the, in the innings cap format that we had. So you just have to respect the market. You know, you, you don't draft in a vacuum. There's an opportunity cost. You know, what are you going to get? What's the next pitcher left that you're going to get? Oh, it's going to be just as good almost in round two.
1: Right, right. Um, uh, no, that's interesting, and that does kind of confirm uh, basically what I thought about it, though. But it is interesting to see the numbers w- with that. So, uh, But yeah, it's tough to pass on those absolute ridiculous running backs. Really, I'm fired up for Stopa. I mean, I'm sure we're going to probably try to do one more pod before we go to Vegas next week. Yeah, we'll do a pod next week. And uh, I actually got an
0: NFBC beat Chris List draft on Friday the 13th. Oh, nice. Uh, before I leave for Vegas. so nice.
1: Yeah, you know, no, I got, t- I got two big drafts. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk uh, about – I could talk about uh, specific football players or or do you want to just move on? I'm curious, like Aaron Jones. I heard you talk about Rex Burkhead on the show a little bit, guys like that. Well, Aaron
0: Jones got suspended two games, and I think it's a really good buying opportunity because everybody's acting like, oh, he's out for the year basically. Like, Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery, what – you know, those guys suck. Montgomery was okay, but he gets hurt too much. Even his receiver, he got hurt. He's not going to hold up. And then Jamal Williams just seems average. Maybe he's better than I think, but odds are he's average. And so basically, Aaron Jones did not get in trouble again. He was still the same thing, smoking weed or whatever he did last year. So he's finally getting the suspension for that. It's not like he's going to be in the doghouse because he didn't do anything new that was wrong. So he's already gotten the doghouse aspect out of his system. You know, McCarthy benched him that game. He's going to be healthier because he's got two games of rest. He's going to be fresher. And he's going to come back week three. And I think he's the better back. And I actually think it might even be useful in a way for them to see how mediocre those other two options are. And then he comes in and just like looks really good in comparison, and they just give him the role. I mean, imagine if they just started the year in a 50-50 split, and since nobody had a really big sample, like one guy gets stuffed, one guy gets a big run, you don't really see it. But like, if Jamal Williams is not very good for two games, and then Jones has one good game when he comes back, that may be it. He yeah, no-
1: may be the starter. Now, maybe it'll be a committee thing all year, but Williams did not look like anything special, obviously tied to a Rodgers offense. And and I'll, I read a Puff piece, too, about Jones working hard in the offseason. And you look at all the metrics, like the elusive ranking and all that. He's just, he's crazy good. So buying honestly, opportunity, I'm really big on him. What? It's a buying opportunity. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I'm with you there. I think Aaron Jones could uh, really could be a monster just in that setup, too. So one thing I do not agree with you with, cause I, heard, I think I know your opinion, is uh, I like Burkhead, man. I think I have rank. I bet you I have them ranked much, much higher than you. Where do you, where do you have Burkhead ranked? In- I don't
0: know. I'm, I got. I'm. It's hard to hold this fucking thing. Hold on. Let me look it up yep. in my
1: other hand. Okay. Got All it. right. So what don't you like about Rex? Well, I got to talk a little about him. I mean, I think you're looking at the guy who's the favorite to be the goal line guy. Yeah, I know Gillisley was entering last year. Whatever. They just signed uh, Burkhead to like a three year deal and uh, maybe gets hurt again. He's never proven to be durable, and I like Sony Michelle, but you look at the the fumbles, obviously he had in college. We know Belichick there. I, I, I like uh, Michelle as well, just tied to that offense. I think Burkhead without Edelman, without Amendola, I mean, I mean, Gronk will get hurt. I mean, I get to see him catching the ball like crazy too. So I, I have Burkhead. Uh, I'll tell you first. I'll tell you, I have Burkhead right now. I bet it's pretty in, high. In half PPR you're doing? Yeah, half PPR. All right, let me look. Well, that's just what our Yahoo default is now, that's so that's why. I, mean. I have Burke at 48. Yeah, okay. Well, it's a slightly higher than, than my 20, 24, so slightly
0: lower. <laughs> You're halfway there. You're halfway right.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I, I mean, I just don't see problems. it. I, I, gave him 70, I gave him 76 carries, 322 yards, 33 catches, 233 yards, five rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. Am I way too low on his
1: carries? Um. Yeah, I don't know exactly how it's going to shake. it. Well, obviously, if I have him ranked there, I think he's going to get a few more carries than that as well. But like I said, I just think it'll be a lot of scoring opportunities there, and maybe, maybe it'll just be a big mess. But I love when people always mention guys like Jeremy Hill and whatever carcass is there. They always mention this, but every. Depth chart has five running backs right now. Like You could just name that with everyone. You're, you're naming horrible people. It's like people talk to me against uh, 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 Drake because Frank Gore's there. I'm like, that's the best news for Drake is, is a right. 38-year-old signing Somebody back. has got to be there, right? It's yeah, somebody go. has to be there now again. But, but here's, the, here's the thing. I have more than hundred seventy six carries, and
0: I have Burkhead for 74, and probably James White has 35 or 40, right. and Hill and Gillisley, one of them's going to make the team and get another 50, 60. I, I just don't see where the carries are going to come okay. from Burkhead well, unless yeah. – Sony Michelle flops. They took him in the first round. I mean, he's their starter. Yeah, but I, I who's like Rex Michelle Burkhead? Like he's like a 29 year old guy who's never been a starter in in his history.
1: I, I think both are going to be good, like border borderline RB twos. But
0: all right, does, okay. does Burkhead does Burkhead play in special teams at all?
1: I, I think I think he did the. Uh, I don't know that. I'm not going to pretend. I, I'm not so thinking.
0: I mean, I, it just seems like. I don't know how much they paid him, but like he's just one I'm of the guys. I'm pretty in there.
1: sure that he is capable of that. I'm pretty sure he's a pretty jack of all trades. Yeah, it just seems like he's like bought into the
0: system, does his job, they like right. him. But they drafted yeah. Michelle in the first round. That's the starter. There was sure. some dude, Mike Reese, an ESPN reporter, said that Burkhead could get the carries, could get the goal line carries, and it was just then when you actually click through it, it was like, if I had to guess now, based on the fact that I, Michelle fumbled in college, <clears throat> it's like no, he doesn't know shit. It didn't come from anybody belichick or anyone like that
1: no i I totally understand stuff all right one last guy i want to ask you about because uh i think i'm very different than him on the industry and again i think i'm higher that burkhead might be too crazy high uh maybe maybe i'm just saying this so someone will buy him up in stopa um brandon cooks where do you have brandon cooks ranked
0: um let me take a look i think like 25th but let me look
1: at 25th all right i I should i should have brought up what the industry hasn't but just in like I, I see people doing their drafts, you know, their best ball. Have you done any of those yet? Any best balls to prepare for for Still? I,
0: I haven't. No, I'm, i mean, I'm going to do a real draft. 23rd, actually, I haven't been half PPR. 23rd.
1: All right. Okay. So where do you have him? I have him. I have him at 29th, and I see him going far higher than that. So, like, do you have him as a slam dunk ahead of Woods?
0: Uh, I have Cooks. This is half PPR. Cooks 23. Woods 27. Okay. And Cooper Cup is.
1: 37 for 37 Cup. I mean, I like Cooks last year, but I just see them moving more to a ball-control offense that runs it a lot, and they get more conservative, and a lot of options there with Woods and Cup, and I just see Cooks getting drafted aggressively. I don't know. Okay, so you have him 23rd. So, I mean, he's
0: super talented, but never, whether it was New Orleans, New England, he's never been that guy who gets 140 targets. He gets like 115, 110. They like him as like that Deshaun Jackson field stretcher type. They don't use him like Antonio Brown. He's the same size as Antonio Brown. But they don't use them on those short dink dunks. They use Antonio Brown everywhere. They use Cooks on the deep passes, and that—that that to me is the reason why it's hard to move Cooks higher because he just maybe they'll use him more like that. But it used to be when he came in as a rookie, he's like, "Oh, this guy can run after the catch. They'll get him the ball on screens. You know, he's so dangerous."
1: Yeah, for sure. But they
0: don't use him like that.
1: Yeah, no. I he's a good, a really nice player. Going to help the Rams be uh, a tougher to defend for sure. But I just have him kind of ranked in the twenty-five to thirty range. And I see him going like in the fifteen. To twenty range. So all right, sounds like you're kind of uh, in the middle there, or it's certainly not bullish on him, yeah, but uh, not, not especially. All right. So uh you got anything else for me? Um interest um uh, rooting for these uh this this situation in Thailand with the you know the kids, uh, what is it, twelve soccer uh boys and their and their coach trapped in that cave. You've been reading up on that. Yeah, some guy died
0: diving for supplies. Oh, that? I didn't see that. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Like really? like a like a navy
0: seal a Thai Navy SEAL
1: No. Oh, yeah. was
0: yeah. underwater too long, so I don't. I'm not really paying. T- I don't really pay attention to the human interest stories.
1: Human interest stories. You know, yeah.
0: that's that's more for the nutless monkeys of the world. Real okay. man pays attention to like. Oh, n- Nuclear of which, exchange.
1: Speaking of which, a nutless monkey has changed its avatar. Correct. That's right. not been Announced on this uh, very podcast.
0: After a lot of thought and some input from uh, listeners and uh, Twitter followers, I got some good suggestions, but I went with Jeff Sessions. Because Jeff Sessions is the ultimate nutless monkey. He's still trying to make pot illegal. Yeah. He, he recused himself, and then Trump hates him. And then he was, like, whining about how Trump hates him. And it's like... Yeah, he's the worst. He's, like, yeah. such an unsympathetic character.
1: So I, I made him the nutless monkey. I Have thought, you gotten some applause? I mean, it, it pretty...
0: I think a couple people said it was a good
1: choice. Um,
0: yeah. Some people are probably very
1: sad to see my... uh monkey. No, the original. Sure. It's nothing
0: quite like the original. It's nothing as nutless as the original, it's but... It's
1: true. It's true. Do you, do All you know right, you got I mean?
0: anything for me uh, politically? Not really, man. Not really. I am mean, I... I just, I don't know. No, not really. Yeah. Nothing has jumped out. How are you liking living back in the States? That's horrible. I was just driving <laughs> around LA. It's so, it's not the States. It's LA. I oh, okay. fucking well, yeah, LA. Yeah. Those are two different a, questions, I, like, I guess. So I, I had to drive down to Manhattan beach, which is like half an hour each way from here to pick up this key. Cause my mom, we, we were supposed to go to Palm Springs this weekend, but it's 118 there. So my mom's coming in oh. to LA and then Heather found a place for my mom to stay at her friend's house. He's out of town and it's in Manhattan beach. It's a really nice house. So I I met their housekeeper to get the key in Manhattan Beach. um, and I was driving back and I hadn't eaten. It was like twelve thirty. And I'm like really hungry and I'm like, all right, where am I gonna eat? So I went I went through all this fucking traffic, it was hell to get to this taco truck that I remembered and it was gone. So I was like, fuck, okay, so where am I gonna eat? So I started driving back toward Heather's mom's neighborhood. And I'm like, the problem with LA is you're in your car, there's so much traffic, parking, just avoiding the lights, there's fucking stop signs. It's like you just can't fucking go. And so you're like driving around and I'm like, Okay, I wanna get something. But like I can't really search for, like, the best thing ever, but anything that's not the best thing ever, you really don't want to get, around, get out of your car and park and find it and put money in the meter and then just go, and it sucks. So I just found this random, you know, strip where there were some restaurants. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try whatever. This looks like a place I can eat. So I parked, and I went to this, like, Taiwanese. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. And then I got an ice cream around the corner and it was very mediocre. And it's like, it, it wasn't that cheap either, but it was just like, it, just, to, just to get out of your car in LA, to get rid of the fucking car right. and put it somewhere in, where it's hard to park, it's just such a commitment that you can't just like, it's not like Lisbon or something where you can walk down the street or any regular city and peer in the window, look at the menu and be like, ah, let's try this. Or no, let's go down the street. There's five more restaurants. It's this fucking living hell here. And it's really hot. I'm sure it's hot where you are too now.
1: Very hot. Yeah, over 100.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's like 100 here. It's fucking a living hell. L.A. is a fucking living hell. And, this, and I'm saying this as someone who has access to Heather's dad's beach club, Heather's aunt's Malibu house the one day only because she rented it out. But I've got access to like good shit and it's still a like fucking living hell.
1: All right. Okay. Well, not, uh, <laughs> I don't know how, how bad I feel for you with the, the backgrounds uh, you often have. Uh, it's a fucking interest- living hell. It sounds horrible, but all right, before that, let's finish this crazy uh, podcast. Let me tie it together with food and immoral issues. I was just reading uh, this Reddit AMA a- M- about some dude who a couple years ago, he got a staph infection on his leg and he asked the dog, he had to have it removed, so it was amputated, and he brought it home in ice and one of his buddies, a chef, and he and a dozen of his friends came over and they made fajitas what are your thoughts on this and would you have joined it's just a life i mean he you know it just had to happen and he himself and they all ate fajitas together of his own this one dude's leg i thought it was pretty wild what are, what are your thoughts on that would you have joined in yeah
0: real man eats it raw though obviously
1: yeah, yeah. they didn't do that they didn't do that real man, and deep, real man yeah. doesn't share his
0: own leg with anyone else yeah all real all, man, all, man all, eats all. his whole leg skin and all and bone and then regenerates a leg regenerates the stump into the leg that's what he does I don't know, man. It's not really my cup of tea. Maybe if, if it was his liver or something, liver is right. more nutritious. Well, that would be different. Yeah. This is just, this is just uh, regular uh, flesh muscle. It's yeah. just like you know, there's nothing especially uh, good about it. No, I look to each his own, man.
1: All right. I, I don't judge.
0: Nice... I don't judge. I understand why they think that would be a gag
1: to do that. Yeah. yeah. But it, it doesn't sound good to me. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a vice call, and you could Google it. it's pretty funny. But yeah, okay, all right. So you, you, you uh, I'll say one pass. last thing. Hard pass. All thing. right. I'll say okay. one last thing. So we give some health
0: advice, lifestyle advice on this podcast. Um, That's right. Some of it half-baked, in your case, fully baked, but um, somebody, I won't mention his name because I, I didn't ask permission, but uh, he said he had been listening to this, and he started like eating grass-fed meat and cut out all the seed oils and a lot of the shit that he was doing, and he had had this uh, thyroid problem that uh, was like a hyperthyroid, and, and his doctor said, you know, we have to take your thyroid out. So not only like it's a serious operation, but then you have to take medication for the rest of your life. There's no, if you don't have a thyroid, you'll die if you don't take the medication. But he's changed his habits, he said, based somewhat on the recommendations we had, and he got his blood test and everything was normal. No surgery, wow. no nothing. Wow. And, uh, cool. and so, like, obviously, that's really cool. I'm not, you know, I'm certainly not the only one preaching this shit. I'm, like, the generation four, pre- like, there's, there's, like, the original dudes who, like, preach all this shit, the old paleo and ke- yeah. keto yeah, diets I'm, and everything. I'm just, like, you know, catching up on that. But I will say that too. what's really fucked up is that... Um, his dumbass fucking hack of a doctor was going to like actually remove a vital organ from this dude when lifestyle and dietary modifications could completely solve the problem. Just think about that. And that's probably his doctor's probably not an outlier. So anyway, just something to think about.
1: That's horrible. Yeah, um a guy um I think a, a colleague at Yahoo Charles Robinson, a big NFL writer, wrote um I'm about to have a uh, LASIK surgery. Has anyone had this? And I was curious because I've, I've looked into this. Bad like, shit came from LASIK surgery. What did? So
0: Heather was, was people were telling Heather to have it because Heather's got uh, glasses and she's like borderline Christian scientist. Like she doesn't want to ever take Tylenol. I didn't I mean, know She's that. had surgery before, but she's just very against, it, it's not like a religious thing. It's just like she just doesn't trust it. And so unless it's absolutely necessary, she will not take uh, anything or get stuff fixed by a doctor. Anyway, everyone's telling her to get it and she, they're like, no, it's great. And she's like, eh, it doesn't sound right to me. And now there's like, it's come out that there are serious, serious side effects to that shit.
1: I didn't so, say anything. I just left them a New York Times article that my wife had passed to me a couple weeks ago. She came across and yeah, the dry eyes and, and a couple of the comments said, yeah, get, you, you have to have drops. Constantly. Anyway, it scared me enough. This new evidence has come out. I got, I got,
0: a, I got a solution for you. Glasses.
1: Yeah, no, I have glasses and
0: contacts. I'm just saying. That's what I mean. I, that's what I mean. Yeah. Don't fucking get your eyes off. Oh, of yeah, you. that is a solution. There's some hack who's making yeah. money off of you. I mean, it's just, oh, okay. it's like fucking bad,
1: it. it's bad. No, the, that is the solution. I'm keeping my contacts and glasses. Yeah. I, I, I read it for what it's worth. Yeah, I, you I'm, should get it. You should get it. Yeah, yeah. But you, not, thank you, thank you. But, uh. But yeah, so so other than that, I think real quick about the health wise, I asked you a couple things I came across. I think like Joe Rogan, I think, was talking about it. And then I know that curry's into those sensory deprivation deprivation tanks. You've never dealt with that. It's 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 a lot mental. Do you do you believe in those things that, that if it if it makes you feel better, then it might as well be uh physically helping you? Do you get what I'm saying? I think the placebo effect can be <laughs> real, but I think that
0: like it's just a small piece. Like I think there's actually poisons in your body and you're putting poisons in your body and it's actually Changing the neurochemistry in your body, your brain is part of your body, your well, your mental health, your physical health, all of it is largely right. tied into what's going in and, you know, what's not going in. So, uh, you know, there's a psychosomatic aspect to it and your mind is powerful, but I don't, I, I don't think it's sufficient just to have, I mean, it probably helps a lot not to have stress. Stress actually causes physical changes. So right. if you're relaxed, that probably really helps. But I would definitely also uh, take care of uh,
1: the eating and not yep, eating sure them. sure yeah i definitely want to try one but i haven't come across one uh the office in my area the other one was infrared saunas uh you you said that saunas can help right saunas are really really
0: good for you you know and if you're healthy enough to deal with it and i like the old school ones just the heat ones the infrared ones
1: are kind of intense you know, infrared is probably just because you can buy them easier right
0: they're yeah they're more modern but uh i like the
1: old school i think sure. they're better for you
0: the infra- infrared ones are kind of intense i think mean, they overheat the heat from like the inside out they're a little bit different
1: but in general, that is good. Get toxins out of you yes. and all that. Yes. Oh,
0: amazingly good. Amazingly good. You get a lot. You, you detox by sweating a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've always heard that and I'm looking into it. That looks like it's a legit thing. It wasn't just an old wives' tale. I was. Oh, no, no. That's that. like yeah. Chinese do it. The
0: Koreans right. do it. The, the Norwegians do it. I mean, it's a worldwide thing. You know, I mean, this is like the American Indians did that. Right. Or say Native Americans did that in their sweat lodges. They, they all, cultures all over the world did that.
1: Yeah, what about food before uh, the, the listeners go? Do you have a good stew recipe? I, I wrote down one of these notes a while ago that I heard you bragging about something. Yeah, did or you something?
0: see them? No, it was in the Rufus Peabody article. I cooked the stew oh, for him. Him and said, this other yeah. dude who were on this program came over, we drank like five bottles of wine, and then busted out this slow gin, which is some weird kind of wine. Gin wine was weird. Uh, and I made this big pot of stew. And uh, he was like, oh, you know, I really enjoyed the stew. Basically, it's just, I mean, I can get into, my, my battery's dying on this computer, but I'm gonna, I'll get into it. You just take a big pot, and you put a, a liberal amount of olive oil in it, and you saute lots of garlic and onions and leeks in it, salt and pepper. Hot peppers, if you don't have a six-year-old who's going to complain about it. And then uh, you put like two or three pounds of, uh, you know, just stew meat, lamb, beef, whatever you want. Saute that around for like 15, 20 lamb. minutes. And lamb is good yeah goat whatever 15 20 minutes tenderize it a little let it cook then you chop up like and you have all your potatoes and carrots and turnips and parsnips and any root vegetable you want chopped up throw those in cover it for like a couple hours you know an hour and a half then the you know the vegetables are soft the meat is getting tender you know you throw in herbs i put rosemary in there especially if it's lamb i put in some thyme more pepper And then uh, salt it more. And then I, uh, at the very end, I throw in like all kinds of different mushrooms. And the mushrooms you do at the end because they cook quickly and you don't want them to get too soggy. And then you, uh, you know, cook for another 45 minutes so the mushrooms are nice and filled with the the sauce. Oh, and and you add liberal amounts of red or white wine, whatever you want. Um, That cooks off over the couple hours. And, you know, you just stir it now and then. And a couple hours later, you just put it on low heat, let it sit there, and then just get a ladle, start serving it to people.
1: People love that shit. Yeah. No, it sounds delicious. Le- Lamb is legit my favorite meat, I think. Yeah, it's
0: very good. It's good for you, too. Yeah, it's
1: really good. Yeah. All right, man. That's all I got for you. All right. That's it
0: for uh, Rotowire. What the hell is this called? Oh, Real Man Wood. And uh, if you like the podcast, be sure to give it five stars on iTunes. If you see it on Twitter, you can uh, certainly give us feedback or uh, rate it uh, as you see fit. And uh, you can also comment on whether or not we made a grave error in changing the Nutless Monkey from Don Del Don to Jeff Sessions. Is that an upgrade
1: or a downgrade? Let us know. Very important. All right, man. All right. Later, let's list. take it easy, Dom. Thanks, man.